Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, October 28th. U.S. equity futures are trading off, so the S&P futures are down 33 points. That's about 85 basis points. Dow futures are outperforming down 110 points, which is 34 basis points. NASDAQ futures are underperforming down 155 points, which is 1.4%. So U.S. equity futures trading in the red. Same uh, goes for Europe. You have the major indices there off about uh, 1% across the board. Underperformance in basic resources tech, retail, and real estate, all those groups are off 2% plus. We're seeing outperformance in healthcare, telecom, energy, and utilities. And then Asia was generally a sea of red. You had another ugly session for Hong Kong. The Hang Seng fell another 3.5%. So a few moving pieces this morning, certainly a somber um, start to the day. On the earnings front, so another big tech disaster last night with Amazon that follows Microsoft, that follows Meta. Um, and it follows Alphabet. So certainly the mega cap tech stocks are having an atrocious Q3 earnings season. Um, I wrote a lot about tech last night in a separate piece. Um, so take a look at that for more details. But essentially for Amazon, the AWS business really accounts for the bulk of the market cap, the bulk of the value. And that business saw some notable cracks, um, You know, really for the first time almost in its history on the margin and on the growth front. Um, still the dominant cloud player, still growing at a very healthy clip but there was a notable deceleration. Um, I wrote why that's happening. I think part of it is Amazon's exposure to tech startups where you're seeing an enormous amount of pain. And then you're also seeing real credible competition emerge, um, you know, really for the first time ever. Um, Oracle, Google, IBM um, are really um, emerging as, as credible, credible alternative platforms to not just Amazon, but Microsoft as well. Um, and that's weighing on um, Amazon's growth. Uh, in the cloud business. So again, I talk further about what's happening at Amazon, um, but it wasn't just Amazon last night. Capital One, Eastman Chemical, um, Edwards Life Science, First Solar, Intel, um, Mo- uh, Mohawk, and then others last night all were disappointing. The Intel guidance was horrible. Um, investors are getting excited about Intel. The stock is rallying because they outlined plans to aggressively cut costs um, achieving a $10 billion cost-cutting number over the next several years. I'm skeptical of them being able to achieve that. Um, so I certainly wouldn't be chasing that stock higher. Uh, but Intel's another one that was pretty bleak last night. Apple was decent. Um, the numbers for the September quarter, they beat on EPS and revenue. The one red flag was the services business. The over, you know, services revenue came in below expectations. On the income statement, that's not a huge deal, but the services business does account for a lot of the multiple expansion that Apple's enjoyed over the last several years. So that is something to watch. Um, But Apple definitely by far has been the best of the super cap reports um, as far as earnings are concerned. So one big problem for this morning is just earnings last night in the US. Um, The earnings this morning in Europe were similarly disappointing, um, although there were some bright spots to the underperforming ones this morning um, in banks, BBVA, NatWest, Universal Music Group's getting hit very hard after its report, and then Volkswagen is down as well. Electrolux, um, similar to Intel, they announced a very large cost-cutting plan, so big headcount cuts. So that stock is up on the cost-cutting part of the report. Um, you know, so you are definitely seeing, um, you know, you are seeing companies kind of shift their headcount outlook. So all the big tech giants have have been very explicit in dramatically slowing the pace of headcount expansion, if not cutting off the pace of headcount expansion. Um, and now you're seeing outright cuts happen as well. So we are getting into the point in time where you're going to have some pretty ugly employment results in the U.S. on a monthly basis. 
Um, not clear if that's going to start next Friday. It probably won't, but you are definitely seeing um, a change in kind of the attitude on headcount by corporate America. So that's on the earnings front. On the macro, nothing too dramatic, although you are getting the German regional CPIs hit and they are pretty hot. You had the Italian CPI hit, it overshot the street, and then Germany's GDP um, was a little bit better than feared. So, you know, you had yesterday this ECB decision, which was dovish in that Lagarde suggested they'll be slowing the pace of tightening going forward. Um, that helped sovereign bonds rally in Europe. That's being undone this morning by some of this data. So you're seeing yields rise throughout Europe. That's helping push U.S. Treasury yields higher. Um, and that's just another negative for today. In Japan, you have the BOJ left policy unchanged as expected. So they're still max accommodative despite the Tokyo inflation number for October coming in ahead of expectations. Um, you know, so not only did they have the Tokyo CPI overshoot expectations, but in response to that, you had the BOJ saying, we're not touching our policy. We're still as accommodative as ever. And then the government actually adopted a $200 billion fiscal stimulus plan in response to the higher inflation number. Um, so just to kind of somewhat perverse logic in Japan in terms of managing inflation. Um, so those are the main items for today as far as news is concerned. Um, and I'll come back after the break with a look at today's calendar. So for the calendar today, you're going to have uh, some pretty important macro and micro events. On the macro front, you have two big inflation numbers. So the September PCE in the U.S. and then the Q3 Employment Cost Index We've already seen a lot of September inflation numbers, and they were not positive. Um, you know, PPI, CPI, all overshot the street. Remember, the market shrugged off that really hot CPI a couple of weeks ago, very impressively. So the street is looking for um, a firming of the September PCE versus August. So you know, again, it won't be totally shocking if that if that comes to pass. Just keep in mind the full Q3 PCE that we got yesterday um, actually decelerated a fair amount versus Q2. So um, you know, that's that those those inflation figures at 830 will be important on the earnings front. You have Abbey, um, Aon, Charter, Colgate, Chevron, um, and then Exxon all have earnings out this morning. Um, and then just quickly looking into next week. So there's obviously been a ton of Fed optimism in the market. Um, my view on this is you're going to see the Fed slow the pace of tightening regardless of what happens. So 75 basis points next week. 50 basis points in December, and then going at, um, you know, between zero, 25, possibly 50 at meetings thereafter. That's going to happen almost regardless of what the data says. That will not be enough to get the market above 3,900. What will get the market above 3,900 is um, a significant downtick in the pace of employment gains and then also on inflation. So again, it's not just that the Fed is slowing the pace of tightening. That's going to be happening um, regardless, but you also need to have the data cooperate. And that's really important. So for me, it's not the Fed decision next Wednesday. That's really important. It's the jobs report on Friday. And you also have the JOLTS report next week as well. You need to see the data move um, alongside the Fed. It's not just the Fed. So I write more about that in the piece today, but that's kind of my view on um, as we come up on the Fed meeting next week. And that is everything for today, Friday, October 28th. Thank you for listening.